I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Hi Leslie. Hi Amy, so we were just laughing because we're trying something new. We hope that it sounds good. We're trying a new recording platform, guys. We're not gonna we're not gonna say its name because they're not sponsoring us. They're not paying us. But um, <laughs> so let us know if the sound is a little better on this episode. I think yeah. it will be because this is what Leslie uses for Sinister Girls, which always sounds great. So yay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm hopeful. <laughs> we're hopeful. Yeah. Um, Leslie, you have something you want to address. A listener reached out to you. Yes. One, of our, one of our 15. Are we up to 15? I think we're up to 14. Because that's oh, when we had right. 13. Get so we're up to 14. <laughs> and um, oh my God. So this lovely listener, her name is Lola. She's originally from New York, but now lives in Florida. Mm. And um, she also works in like higher ed. So it's like so much in common with us. Yeah. But she's super, super sweet. She reached out to me because she was like, just enjoyed the fact that I was Latina and Dominican. I was speaking and like she connected with that. She's also Latina. So it was, I don't know. I didn't think about it as much. Like when I talk about my upbringing and my background, I'm like, yeah, that's just me. But I didn't know that it could actually like affect someone in a positive way. So that was really nice. And she's really sweet. She's a listener. And she also has her own podcast. She's starting out and she said that she gave me the link to it. And it was so cute. She said, (laughs) That she feels like she was giving a mixtape to Beyonce. I was like, first of all, we're not Beyonce. <laughs> you might be. There's no. no fucking Beyonce happening over here. <laughs> I'm no Beyonce. No, no, more no. Like a, I got more like a Rosie O'Donnell vibe. <laughs> oh, God. She steps in it sometimes. Um, but no. Um, yeah. So if you want to check it out, it's actually a new podcast. She's starting it out. She's really cool. Um, let me see what the title is. Let me find it. Cause I was looking, it's on Spotify. Okay. And it's, um, uh, it's called enjoy the balance of your life Cool. and that's her podcast. So cool. you check it out and she's still trying to figure out like a theme for it and everything, but it's definitely about, you know, uplifting yourself, positive message. So I thought I'd give a quick shout out. That's so thanks awesome. For listening. That's awesome. I'm going to be a guest star on an upcoming podcast called warriors from the womb. And this woman interviews women about their birth stories and their pregnancy journeys. It's really interesting. 
So oh, wow. you don't have to listen to my episode because I don't know when that will be up, but it's a good podcast to listen to if you're into that kind of thing, which must be interesting for giving birth to twins. Must be like Ugh. even more intense. Leslie, yeah. you'll have to tune in to find out. Yeah, I'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> but not through like getting pregnant myself because hell no. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. All right. Speaking of people who will make beautiful babies, we're going to start with Katina and O today, but let me just say, yeah, this is Married at First Sight, season 14, episode 10, Mighty Mighty Boston Bonds. And I want to just burn that script to the ground. Oh, anyway. Mighty Mighty Boston's reference. I know. Yes, that's what it's supposed to be. And it's bad. So, yeah, guys, don't do that. First of all, I cannot believe we're like, I feel like this is episode 77. I feel like we're in a season of love after lockup here. It feels like it's too long. It's too long. It's they still have like a month left, they said. Like, what is the summary of this episode? The the couples talk about their sex lives. Boom, done. Basically. And they get like treats and like and sexy it, treats. And again, and I've said this before, to me, the most interesting aspect of the show is when they sit down and talk with the experts. Mm -hmm. So if they did that more often, it wouldn't feel like this endless slog through like all this nonsense. But here's the thing. The experts teach them, quote unquote, something, and then they got to put it into play. So they got to do homework. So that's what we're seeing. Just a lot of homework. Yeah. And the experts, I don't know if they've cut their paychecks, but they should because they only show up once now each time you're never around they used to be hands-on i don't know what's happening all right so let's start with katina and my boy oh who had some shirtless action this this episode so he's your boy because he's shirtless this week huh <laughs> mm, okay, let's listen his, to last week's episode <laughs> his chauvinism is not my not my boy <laughs> <laughs> it's like my love affair with charles ingles like michael landon like i just like mm-hmm. to look at him in season two with no shirt on but God, I know he's problematic. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, go ahead, girl. Okay, so this week's theme is deepening trust and commitment, as we are told by Pastor Cal at the be- opening of the episode. So Katina and O. So they immediately address what happened last week, because as you know, Katina was in tears because O was telling her she's not stepping up as a wife. So Katina is talking to producers and she says she made her, that that made her feel bad, those comments, because she takes being a wife to him very seriously and she feels she's disappointing him. And I'm just like, oh girl, like uh, you don't need to prove anything to your, to him, do Mm-mm. stuff for yourself. But mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing. Yep. So they are seated at the couch and there's a knock at the door. It's Dr. Viviana. She shows up and I'm like, Amy must be cheering right now. <laughs> So her I'm task is, is to help them spice things up. Because remember, guys, they haven't had sex yet. Okay, we'll see. Right. So they need to accelerate things by being more open and vulnerable so they can build trust quicker. So Dr. Viviana says they see everything that's been going on. So the experts have been watching. And she asks that every time she hears there are issues between them, it's always about food or cooking or cleaning. So she wants to know why. <laughs> <laughs> and oh immediately gets defensive he says that the cooking and the food he needs from his wife i was like oh lord yeah, he just yeah. steps in it he steps in it and i just again he's teachable he's workable mm-hmm. but oh dude you got to get rid of a lot and uh, go ahead but viv says that like you need yeah. to untrain whoever taught you that 
Yeah. So Dr. Viviana asked him, so did you not eat before you got married? I laughed so hard when she said that. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, yeah, he could just grab something or make himself something small, but he has a wife now who works at home. So that's his whole hang up is that his wife works at home. So she should be catering to him. As someone who had to work from home for like two years because of the pandemic, you're not just like laying around. You're actually doing stuff. And then you end up doing chores on top of your actual work. Yeah. Who, who is he? My boss? Like, is that <laughs> why he won't let me work from home? Because he thinks I'm just laying around? Like, what is exactly. this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, as you mentioned, Dr. Baby, I'm just like, where did you get these ideas from about a wife? The honeymooners? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Donna Reed, leave it to Beaver. And then I was like, wait, he's a little too young for that. So I'm thinking maybe. He could have watched it on Nick at Night. He could have watched it on Nick at Night. Is that still a thing? Um, I don't know, honestly. But the thing is that I'm just like, wait, the 90s shows, they were a little more progressive in terms of the families look different. Like Danny Tanner, he was a widower. He had to raise these, you know, these three daughters with like his best friends that were male, you know? So it was like a little different. There was perfect strangers. Like there was like all these different Mm-hmm. sorts of families mm-hmm. so i'm like i don't know if he's going back to like the 70s or 60s or something i don't know yeah i don't know he would have grown up with the tgif lineup yeah correct? as so yeah, we would yeah. have had full house we would have family mm-hmm. matters now did mrs winslow work i don't remember i don't remember he was I a cop like right the, the father? he was a cop and i feel like she was always being sassy so it's not like she was like cooking <laughs> She's going to be there tomorrow at 90s con. Because you can't cook and be sassy at the same time. <laughs> no, you'll burn your pot roast, guys. Your souffle will not rise. Um, What other show was in that? Sabrina, um, Boy Meets World. Oh, it was, Boy it Meets World. Now, on... The mom from Boy Meets World was kind of a domestic mom. Yeah. Yeah. She was also kind of sassy, though. She was. I mean, I think we saw the rise of the sassy mom in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Now I, we do, my sister and I do the Gen X, this is why podcast. And we do a lot of uh, movies and shows from the seventies and eighties. The moms are like gone. Like, I don't know what was going on, what the country was trying to tell us as children, but like, there's so many cases where the dads have to race because the mom like ran off or is dead tragically. Yeah. It's real weird. It's like those Disney movies, like all those princess Disney movies, the moms are dead. They're just not there. Yeah. It's weird. So weird. It's weird. So, um, so Dr. Viviana is trying to get him to understand that there should be wiggle room for his ideals because he seems to be set, like, deadlocked on this idea that a wife cooks and clean. And then he even says, like, oh, if she's not going to cook and clean, then what's the point? And it's like, wait, what? I know. Then, then he goes back to the housewarming, you guys. Again, the effing housewarming. <laughs> he says he kept it easy for his wife. But her, but her only cleaning half of the floor really bothered him. And I'm just like, oh, that my set God. him off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now he questions if they are mentally on the same level. I was like, whoa. Did I he know. just call her slow? I was like, I know. What? I know. Even Dr. Viviana's like, <laughs> mentally, you're questioning her mental capabilities based off wanting to clean less. <laughs> yeah. But do you notice again? Not to defend, I'm like an O apologist and I'm sorry. Oh, clearly, because of he's shirtless in this But episode. I feel like he, <laughs> I hate you. I feel like he, uh, you're distracting me with his abs. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like he was really listening to Dr. Viviana. I don't know. I just do. I feel like he, he's getting it. I feel well, like he, he's trainable. Well, he said that he does see his wife. Um, like if he saw his wife cleaning up at night, he wouldn't go to bed and just let her do it. Like he'd help her out. And so that's what he claims. He was on the after show, which let me address this right now. I am not calling Keisha Knight Pullum Rudy Huxtable. I've addressed this before. Out of disrespect, she is an iconic character from my childhood. Very much like I would not call John Stamos John Stamos. I would call him Uncle Jesse. Uncle it Jesse. Is, it is Have a badge birthday. of honor that she is Rudy Huxtable. Mm-hmm. So he was on that show and he said, do not get, get me wrong here. He said, Katina lets me say what I need to say, but when the cameras are off, she gives me the business. That's what he said. He's like, okay. she is not meek by any stretch of the imagination. And we've Good. seen that with Lindsay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I feel, I felt better hearing that because like, she's not just sitting around crying and, and being victimized by him. She's giving it yeah. back to him. Mm-hmm. Right. So Dr. Viviana wants to know, like, why is it so trivial? This whole cooking and cleaning, like, why does it matter? And he says, because it's, it's impacting our marriage. I can feel it god i'm like oh lord so dr viviana asked katina how that makes her feel with trusting him and katina says it makes her feel like she's with someone that if she does something wrong they would threaten to leave her and i was like yep. oh that's sad that's not a good feeling to have no not at all so then Alajuan mansplains that regardless of what is going <laughs> on in this marriage <laughs> that this marriage is real and he calls her lazy and that she only thinks about herself. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Olajuwon, I cannot defend you much longer, honey. It's yeah. getting harder and harder. Did you see Dr. Viviana's face? Like her mouth was like open, yeah. agape. She was like, what? It was agape. Yeah, she yes. was like, oh. Mm-hmm. So she's like, so it sounds like you have this idea about what a husband looks like and what a wife looks like. And unless she looks a hundred percent like that off the bat, you're going to talk down to her. You're going to say she's not grown. You're going to say she's lazy. That's what it's coming across as, which it is. And you're like exactly. going to have her committed because she's, exactly. she's mentally not all there. She's going to end up in a powdered, <laughs> powdered room. Just like, ah, like I, I was when we were recording love is blind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, he denies it, of course, and says that she knows that she's the most important person in his life. So Dr. Viviana asked Katina if she knows that. Katina's in tears, you guys. And she says that it's his tone. She feels like someone is beating up on her. And that really hurt my feelings for her. I was like, oh my God, she's not, this is almost like a borderline abusive relationship she's in. I know, it's bad. And he's not sympathetic to her feelings at all. Mm-mm. He is making faces and looking annoyed and his wife is crying and he doesn't seem to care. And yet he told her last week, oh, well, it's like you're a robot because you don't cry. She's crying now. She cried last <laughs> you week. You made her cry like five times. Congratulations. <laughs> and he's still mad. Like, I, I mm-hmm. don't get it. Now he said on the after show, because Rudy Huxtable really came for him. She was like, a woman's worth is not defined by her household duties. And she like flipped out on him. And he said, part of it is frustration because I work all night and I come home and nothing is done. Like the house is trashed. So what did she do all night? That's what he was saying, basically. Oh, Lord. But like, okay, that's a really, like, I would have an issue with that mode. Neat freak. Yeah. 
But then you say that you say Mm -hmm. like when I come home in the morning or before you go to bed at night, can you just straighten up whatever you've used or done? That's all. Yeah, just clean up after me. Just pick up after yourself. Yeah, like I usually I clean the bird cages, I clean up Joey's food bowl, mm-hmm. and I you know do the dishes, and then I go to bed. Yeah, just a few things, whatever. Because and I don't want to wake up to like a pile of like a bunch of freaking you know dishes mm-hmm, and sinks, mm-hmm. and then that calls for like rodents and for like mm-hmm. insects. Like you don't and, want that. And Coco needs to be pampered. So. <laughs> Coco needs to be pampered. She's yes. our producer. Yes. For those of you who are just tuning in, Coco is a little parrot. <laughs> Who used to make a lot of appearances on her show by screeching mm-hmm. in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think you've killed Coco. I have not heard she her. She is alive. Her okay. birthday was actually on Tuesday. Is she, she like 75? Because don't birds live a freakishly long life? They do, but she's only nine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Katina already felt some of those insecurities. And he is just reaffirming them by bringing this up. And she says she feels like she's not good enough. Hmm. And she tells him that his energy and tone is what he needs to work on. He says he hears her, but it's kind of flipping about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. So Dr. Viviana presses him and says, tell her that, like turn to her, tell her that. So he admits to meeting, um, to needing to work on his tone. So he admits to that and his demeanor, I guess he says, and really that's it. That's all he heard. So it's like, you're hearing it, but are you processing it? It's like he just parroted it back. Basically, he did a cocoa. He just repeated it. (laughs) So Dr. Viviana tells him, pointing out her flaws and insecurities are a trigger for her. That's not taking care of your wife. And and I think when you say things like that to him, when you nudge him, you poke him in that misogyny, like if you want to be the provider and take care of your wife, this is not like that will resonate with him. That, that, that worked for him. That was the I exact saw it right approach. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why Dr. Viviana is one of the best experts. I'm yeah. going to rank her, then Pep, then you know who. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and he just keeps, and I wrote down like he just keeps harping on wife and husband roles and expectations mm-hmm. that he has. And Dr. Viviana flat out says, I don't know how I'm going to help you if you have this archaic idea about what makes a good wife. Mm-hmm. And she tells him if marriage for him is based on cooking and cleaning, he's not going to make it with anybody, which is true. Yeah. Unless right. he literally gets like a Stepford wife, which is a robot mm-hmm. and just does what he says. Yep. He's like, oh, it's not just cooking and cleaning, which I call BS. It totally is. Because he can't mm-hmm. give a definitive answer as to what is the other issue other than last week she, he said, oh, she's kind of a robot. She doesn't cry. Well, she's been crying ever since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing you keep bringing up is that she doesn't cook or clean. Right. Um, and he says that he cares about her. He says that he's been giving 100% and he's not being met. Do you think nope. he's giving 100%? I mean, again, this is so weird because we have hours and hours and hours of these people, but we don't see anything. So like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. He cleaned the floor one night. Is that a hundred percent? I don't know. You're kind of being emotionally abusive. So I would say that detracts from the hundred (laughs) percent. And like, he wants like a reaction from her. I feel like he's missing some drama. Like he's used to relationships that are full of drama. And unless he's fighting with someone all the time, it doesn't feel like of relationship or it doesn't feel like yeah, love. you're probably right yeah That's and he has to please open up mm-hmm. and she says she's gonna try her best to be more vulnerable and open up with him and dr viviana tells katina that she doesn't want her to operate from a place of fear anymore 
she warns that if he doesn't know her well enough, he won't open up to saying yes on decision day. So she's like, no, Mm -hmm. he might not say yes or whatever. So Dr. Viviana also gave them like questions for them to ask themselves. And this is like on a separate occasion. So we see um, the couples all reading questions from each other. Mm-hmm. So Katina asked O if he could change anything physical about her, what would it be? And to his credit, he says, I think God made you a good way just as you are. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you saved yourself with that one. This is this is the disconnect, right? I think he's wild about her. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's like he can't control her. I think that he I think he's definitely attracted to her. Mm-hmm. He wants to bang her, mm-hmm. but he's like, but you gotta be my wife. And do yeah. your wife do Yeah, it's weird. Dude, come down. Mm-hmm. So then later on in the episode, we see Katina setting up a date at the apartment with candy and popcorn bags. So it looks like it's movie night. I was so. all, I was here for this. Oh, I love movie nights. Mm-hmm. So she says that even though they're going through a rough patch, that she's still trying to woo him. And woo is like a big word. Like if you took a shot for every time <laughs> someone said woo on this episode, you'd be trashed. What if I talked about my husband wooing me? Woo, woo, oh woo. my god that'd be that's double shots <laughs> <laughs> so which Lajuan, he does not by the way let's just put that not. right out there okay, okay. good he doesn't woo you <laughs> not anymore candy not anymore uh, <laughs> although well, i am i am wooable with cake and candy i can be manipulated by cake and candy let's oh, just put so that out there. Mm-hmm. even with like a good you know coffee or something yeah i'm there guys i'm a slut for coffee you get me a starbucks <laughs> The panties are coming down. <laughs> and you give me a Starbucks with the ukulele singing? I'm there. Oh, that's yeah. it. Her bra is off. She's done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Olajuwon is pleasantly surprised. He is grinning. And he admits that he loves movie nights. And that is huge for him. So he he gives her points because Katina actually listened to something he said. That was a good wife moment. Uh, <laughs> I her up all over the place. And then I was like, yeah, I'm sure she'll fuck this up later. That's what yeah. I wrote. Yeah. And he's so, so am I a good wife by actually getting the pizza order from everybody in the house and then ordering it? Well, did you pick <laughs> up the pizza yourself though? Did you bring it in place? I might. I might later. Okay. okay. Well, you might have to do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I just noted that like, he's so different in that moment, you know, he's all he's over like, her. Mm-hmm. you listen to me he was kissing on her complimenting her looking at her booty i'm just like dude calm yep. down yeah he so was that's all the her. way to his heart is basically he bosses you around and you follow suit and then he's potty in your hands basically mm-hmm. what is the, what is happy. that love language acts of service acts that's of what service. he is mm-hmm. that's what he is yeah 100 percent and then he just starts rambling on and on about how happy he is that she listened to him. That's a new beginning for them. And I'm just like, dude, it's like you may, it's like you take one step forward and two steps back because it's like, oh, I'm so happy that you thought of this. And then it's like, you finally listened to me as a wife should. Like, that's how it comes across. <laughs> finally. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Like, whatever. are you Fred Flintstone? Like, what's going on? And yeah. even Wilma was sassy back. So I don't know. <laughs> So then later on in this episode, because it couldn't get any wilder, Dr. Viviana's like, these two need to fuck. She sends them a gift She basically does. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Sexy outfits, whips, toys, all kinds of things. And they're putting it on. When they were massaging massaging each other, I was riveted by these two beautiful people. I could not take my eyes off of them. My God. 
and he God. is like rubbing up on her and she's mm-hmm. giggling because it's like ticklish he's like come on be serious be serious mm-hmm. and then when it's her turn to massage on him she pours a shot in his belly button and you know mm-hmm. keeps that up and i was like whoa if someone poured happening? a shot in my belly button they wouldn't be able to find it for three weeks <laughs> <laughs> just get lost so all reminds us that they have not had sex. So he's saying they have not had sex. But after this, after this, like I think kissing, they did. Come on. He carries her, takes her mm-hmm. to the bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they banged. Don't but... you think too that she looks really stunning with her glasses on? She looks so cute. This woman could do no wrong. She's just I, gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Gorgeous. I'm sorry. I thought Jasmina had the, the title here, but I don't think so. No, I was always like Katina is gorgeous yeah. because like for you to pull off a sleeve tattoo, and it mm-hmm. sounds so so wrong for me to say this as a woman, like as a like a very feminine woman, like she mm-hmm. looks like very delicate. It looks like I don't know. It just looks really wild because like sometimes it would like kind of clash because it yeah. doesn't go with like your persona. But it's yeah. just like everything just looks good on her. I don't know. She's perfect. She's perfect. All right. Is that her. is that all for them? Yeah, that's it. And I think she deserves better than Olajuwon because if he's mm. behaving that way, I, I'm not too crazy about it. I think they're still together and I think they I are know. banging and I think they are just no, I'm up sure somewhere in an apartment cleaning and banging. Yeah, c- cooking, cleaning and banging. That's all they're doing. <laughs> all right. So let's move to people who are not banging, Mark and Lindsay. Oh boy. Oh boy. So Lindsay, we see her with her yoga friend. I, I put, I don't know what's happening here. She's on a video call like with a friend in the beginning. And she's complaining that she and Mark have not had sex in two weeks. And he wants love and he wants connection. But then he does something like this morning when he just banged her real quick. And it was like, a, you know, I'm done, done kind of situation. So Lindsay ends up having to finish herself off. Okay. I know. Hearing that, I was just like, ew, I don't need to know this. I don't need to know that. The world does not need to know that. She's very into the vibrator and talking about it. I think it's like a third character in their, their sets. Yeah. So she says, I don't understand it because a quickie is not emotional at all. So like, what is he doing? Okay. Later, they're at, they're at the beach. They get the shore. I yeah. Don't know. And, uh, uh, we okay I have pep tells us Viviana sent the couple's questions but you talked about that already so Mark asked Lindsay what is your favorite position and she says I recently discovered a g-spot orgasm so I like being on top like she is just like large Marge the trucker I don't know what's happening here uh, oh god um so she's like that's gonna take the bank for me by the way I'm not calling her Jodie Foster anymore because that's an insult to Jodie Foster Thank you. Thank okay. you. So mm-hmm. listeners, are you happy? Those two yes. listeners that complained? Yes. <laughs> it, it's, I agree with you now, complainers. It's true. Thank, yeah. you, for, she has thank no, you for bringing me around. She has no flight plan, you guys. She's Mm-mm. not that cool. Mm-mm. So later, Mark, <laughs> I have here, <laughs> later we see Mark and Lindsay in their home trying to manage all their pussy, but it's really like 10 cats running the cat. around. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Viv is coming over and Mark is terrified. He's like, yeah. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I'm nervous wreck. Viv starts with, how do you feel about your marriage? And there's like an evil cackle from Lindsay that really scares me. So I don't know how Mark must feel in this moment. Mark says, it's been interesting. And Viv's like, 
I did not think it would be this bad with you two. And we get a montage of them fighting mm-hmm. and we get small balls bowling alley, which we will never <laughs> forget. That lives in. Oh, never forget. So here's the breakdown on their sex life. They had sex on the wedding night and then they had it again two days later. But he said the second time he didn't feel the same and really wasn't into it. Mark admits this, but he's like, you know, so he's like, I said that, but it was only because I wasn't feeling the same about you emotionally. So Viv asked Lindsay, is the sex good? And she's like, eh. And Viv Mm. says to her, if you want a good sex life with him, you can't be rude. When you're yeah, talking she was about very it. rude. Very yes. rude. Lindsay says she's just frustrated and is thrown in the towel. And Viv says, You don't get to throw in the towel on marriage. Mm-hmm. Then they have a conversation about trust and they say they trust one another. And then Viv tells them, You need to stop hitting below the belt. And she kind yes. of frames it like she's saying it to both of them, but she's not. She's saying no, it's it to just Lindsay. her. A hundred percent. Now, I will say on the after show, Lindsay says it was really hard for her to be kind to Mark in this moment because he was sliding into Alyssa's DMs at this point. Wait, what? Yes. Yes. And she dropped this tea like a minute before the episode ended. And and I almost said Keisha and I pull him. Rudy Huxley was like, what? What? You can't just drop that. Tell me immediately what you're saying. So she said, Alyssa is, this is what Lindsay said on the after show. Alyssa's like a cockroach who won't go away. She keeps coming around the apartment. She will not stop. And so Mark and her are messaging each other. And Mark's saying that he's just checking on her. And Lindsay's like, why are you checking on her? She is not our friend. She doesn't wish us well. She blocked me. Like, why are you friends with her? Ooh, that's a shady move. Yep. Also in this episode, we found out that, um, Lindsay and Olajuwon have become very good friends and they meet up on the rooftop of the apartment building all the time and get out all of their inappropriate uh, non-filtered thoughts that they have because they're very similar. Oh, oh was like, we're so similar. Like we just say what we think, no filter. So yeah. he's like, we've started saying it to each other. And then we go back to our spouses and like, we're okay now. Oh, wow. So I thought that was interesting considering the start they had on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. World War Three. Yep. So later, Lindsay sets up a Nerf gun fight and she says it's a way to get out some tension. Okay. She completely dominates Mark. Like this is not even a competition. Yeah. Later, they get the basket of goodies and it's essentially Lindsay shoving a ball gag in Mark's mouth. That was so uncomfortable. She says she loves laughing with him, but she needs some loving. And then she laughs exactly like a dolphin. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Yes, I was like, oh, am I hearing things? Did she just do that? Here's a throwback. It was like Flipper coming around the dock. Mm -hmm. So the TV show had Jessica Alba in it. I just remembered. Wait, wait, not the original Flipper. The no, 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 the 90s version, the TV show. Okay, okay. Jessica Alba was in it. I grew up with the Flipper. And no, there's no way Jessica Alba was even born. Okay. No, no, no. I had the, the 90s TV version, Jessica Alba was in okay. it. I remember. So she tells the camera, he is, she loves Mark and he is motivated and hardworking. This is the exact opposite of what she told the entire country last week mm-hmm. or two weeks yeah. ago, that he was a pathetic loser 
who sold gym memberships for 60k and she was going to go back to her ni- nice life bugs. in South Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So later in bed, Lindsay tells Mark she needs to be wooed. You got to earn me. She goes, you got to earn me. I'm willing to take you for better or worse with all your shit. Again, with this, like, your life is in shambles. You're a piece of shit. I'm saving you. Yeah, it's kind of like, I'm better than you. Like, you should be yeah. grateful that I'm in your yeah. life. But Mark tells the camera, she'll get wooed when I'm ready for it. And it's, I'm not ready yet. Fair enough. All right, now probably the most frustrating couple of the entire series jasmine and michael oh my god Take okay us so away. this is this is my couple one of the couples that i cover and i'm just like i hate them so much <laughs> <laughs> i could summarize in three sentences right that's where we're i at hate these two. them that's basically uh, they need to summary. they need to get divorced they need to get they divorced. need to get divorced i do not want them together mm-hmm. so dr viviana's questions are there with the couples and michael is asking what can i do better in our marriage and why and Jasmina says, just talk to me throughout the day about small things because those small conversations can lead to bigger ones. And he says, that's what she can do better in their marriage is just listen and understand. Um, and he's not her enemy. Like he wants her to understand, like uh, we're a team. I'm not your enemy. I'm not working against you, blah, blah, blah. She laughs and, you know, it's kind of like, okay, for real, listen to me, you know, but yeah. she's just not really... I felt like she wasn't really that engaged. And then when she was kind of listening to him, she was, there was a lot of eye rolling. A lot she of hates eye rolling. Him. She hates she him. Hates him. Mm-hmm. So then Jasmina pulls out a question and she's like, is there anything you have been embarrassed to tell me and why? <laughs> and why were you embarrassed to tell me? And she starts talking about high school prank. And I was like, I didn't really get it until. This like, was afterwards. not embarrassing. This was not embarrassing. It was, it was stupid. stupid. So in high school, apparently, some girl told her she was a freshman that she got her period and she was walking closely behind her and like covering her up. And she was like on her way to the bathroom. And then the girl like pulled the backpack away and like exposed her. Guys, she did not have her period, but Jasmine thought she did. And she fell onto the floor and everyone started crowding around watching her. And I get it. I get the, as a teenager, like everything seems like the end of the world, but it really wasn't that embarrassing. I feel like his story was more embarrassing. I have to say something there this sounds weird but you know you're in this field so I think you would understand this their childhood trauma experiences do not match they're very mismatched Michael yeah. has a lot of childhood trauma a lot of legit like life and death shit like and like stuff. if the worst thing that ever happened to her was what she's talking about and that's not her fault I mean good for mm-hmm. her that she had a, a you know pretty stable upbringing but like that, that's, that's a mismatch of experience, life experience that is going to be real hard to bridge. Yeah. It, it's crazy because remember last season with, with, you almost said Houston, cause I'm in New York <laughs> with Houston, you know, Gil and, and um, what's her name that we Mirla. stopped liking her, Mirla, you know, they both like both of their parents, you know, were killed. So they yes. have that in common, that yes. big trauma. These, he has like, he's a Shakespearean tragedy. Like he has yeah, everyone like if, die. If you're somebody who comes from a real tragic mm-hmm. backstory. Like you kind of need somebody like on Love is Blind, Ayana and Jared are a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Like they both yeah. have had not the same trauma, but traumatic like, experience. Pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. She was like sexually assaulted. He was yep. like stabbed by yep. a friend. I don't know, you at least need somebody who understands that world. Mm-hmm. 
The only thing that I remember now, thinking back on it, that Jasmina's mom is not really her mom. So maybe she's like adopted or stepmom or something. I remember there was like an issue with the mom. That was like the only thing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, listeners, all 14 of you, please correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember like what her background is, but, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know. I just felt like Michael has the family trauma and I mean, he's been bullied. He mm-hmm. talks now about being the pee-pee boy. That's some yeah. deep trauma from, for a child. Yeah. And then that's why he's like, did I ever tell you about the pee-pee boy story? And she starts laughing hysterically. So he says, you're a bully. Next question. Like he doesn't even want to address it because she was mm-hmm. laughing at him. And she's like, no, who called you pee-pee boy? So Michael reveals that at age six during story time, they're seated on the floor and he raises his hand to his teacher, tell her I need to use the bathroom. But the teacher told him to wait until the story was over. And he kept trying to like raise his hand. He needs to go to the bathroom. He needs to go to the bathroom. And she wouldn't allow him to go to the bathroom. Because she was kept calling, stop being disruptive, stop being disruptive, just yeah. sit down, blah, blah, blah. So he was like, okay. And he peed on himself. Yeah. So all of the pee got all over the classmates, apparently, because it was like spilling over and everybody mm-hmm. was calling him pee-pee boy. And I you felt know, really that's bad a, for him. That it's, sounds awful. It's really traumatic. I felt really bad for him. And that's awful to me. Mm -hmm. Me too. So the next question, um, tell your partner what your favorite physical features you like about them. And Jasmina tells Michael that she likes his arms. And he's like, oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Then he says her smell. I think that's what he said. Like her Okay, so my closed captioning said smell. Mine too. But I thought he was saying I thought it was smile. Yeah, I think it was. Cause she kept smiling. So I'm like, yeah. her smell, like, I'm like, Captions, I think it was, cause crazy? I think if he said smell, like a woman probably would have responded like, what is my smell? Like, what do I smell exactly. like? But she didn't say that. So I think it was, unless smell. he said like, you know, I like the way you smell, you smell so good. And that's yeah. different, but yeah. I like your smell. It's like, what I smell, I stink. Oh my God. I, I would start thinking that I, yeah. you know, garbage bag or something. Yep. So now Dr. Viviana is going to visit them. So they're tidying up the apartment and you see them like putting everything together. They made like this little cute sign that says, welcome Dr. Viviana. And they immediately get down to business. Dr. Viviana walks in and she's like, okay, mm-hmm. what's the trust level when it comes to intimacy? And she's like pulling no punches. She's like, let's get to this. Mm-hmm. Stick of your bullshit. I've been watching you too. Let's get to it. Yep. So Michael reveals they aren't physical. They haven't been intimate in any way. And no hand-holding, no cuddling, like... No, nothing. There's nothing. And I'm not that surprised because every time we see them, there's some kind of friction going on. And when they are getting along, it doesn't last long. Mm -mm. So Dr. Viviana asks why, and he says he just lets her take the lead. Jasmina says she told him that she has to have an emotional and mental connection with someone before she gets physical, which is fair enough. They've been together for like, what, 23 days, 24 days? Mm-hmm. So because if she doesn't have that connection, she says, with someone, her vagina, this is the clip that we saw out of context, her vagina's not going to get wet for him. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and Dr. Viviana's like, did she just say vagina? Like, she looks shocked. <laughs> she was not expecting those words. And Jasmina goes on to say that at this point, it feels like they're just coexisting and not communicating. They're just, they're not a match. They're not a match. The call this, it's done. Done. Dr. Dr. Viviana asks if I feel, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I feel like she is not, and I, they may even talk about this. Like she is not a soft place for him. 
Mm-hmm. He does not feel safe with her. Yeah. He's not somebody who cannot feel safe. Period. Yeah. Yeah. He needs Katina. <laughs> Someone or who's Noe. not going to like. He would do well with Noi too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Lydia asks if there has anything to do with the past and the accusations made. And Michael says, yes. And we get the flashbacks of the meeting with Pastor Cal and how he told him he has been aggressive. So Jasmina had said, well, he's been aggressive and the family agreed. So like, she's clinging on to him. Like your family warned me about this. So that's yeah. like her go-to. It's and now, and now Michael is worried that anytime he does something that she doesn't like, she's going to label him as being aggressive, mm-hmm. which is something that people of color, especially in the black community, they don't want that. Like, especially women, especially, like if he yeah. was saying that about her, yep. then they get into an argument over who is actually trying to make this relationship work. <laughs> A lot of back and forth. Yes. And at one point, Michael asked, when do I get to finish the thought? And she says, well, you did stop talking and I continued on. And I was just like, call it. It's done. They're dead. They're not going to make it. It's over. It's over. Yeah. So Jasmina says that he hasn't really taken ownership of his mistakes. And she says, my problem is I feel like I'm the only one who's really trying and putting in the effort. Mm hmm. And he says that he's hearing that he's hearing that and that makes him feel like she's giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know how that gives him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Yeah. Maybe she thinks, maybe he thinks it's not giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I was like, he's giving you the benefit <laughs> maybe, of the maybe Lynn's, maybe Leslie was tired when she was taking that particular note. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, what is happening? I think I was eye rolling so much that I missed. Yes, the you were zoning out, and I don't blame you. This is like, so fucking boring. <sighs> yeah. So then I wrote like I thought he was going to get angry and accuse her of being the problem, and I was like, oh well. <laughs> That's, those are literally my notes. Oh well. <laughs> and he did admit that he doesn't know how to communicate without it seeming like he's being disrespectful. So Dr. Viviana suggests journaling and sharing it with her, so that way uninterrupted thoughts just jot everything down then you share it and everything i have a question for you Mm -hmm. is she gaslighting him because now he's saying yeah i can't talk without being aggressive yeah probably she gaslight him into that i don't know or is is there something we're not seeing i don't know he seems all of a sudden he agreed to me i don't know yeah yeah so Dr. Viviana says, if you want to get to that place where you're hugging and kissing and being, you know, physical, then they need to, you know, kind of work on this sort of communication. And Michael says, okay, for sure. And he says that um, if they get closer physically and he's not referring to sex, but they could get a little closer if they have more of an emotional connection. So he's just really trying to figure out a way to talk to her without pissing her off, essentially. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And she says that when she feels like connection, then she can kiss him, cuddle him and mm-hmm. whatever comes after that, she says. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Viviana is hopeful. Why? I do not know. She thinks they can work this out. I do not. I and don't. She's just smiling. Mm-mm. And she says she sees a connection. And I was like, I guess we have to be there to see that because I see zero chemistry. Yeah, I see zero chemistry. I From day one, I saw zero chemistry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only time that she lit up in the wedding, because later on she references the wedding, like that spark or whatever, was yeah. when he mentioned <laughs> BTS, the, you know, the, right, the K-pop right. band. Yes. That's the only yes. time when she, there was joy in her face. And when she B- mentioned Marvel. 
That's it. BTS, bring in people together forever. Yeah. Yeah. So after Dr. Viviana leaves, they debrief. And Michael feels that they talked about a lot, talked about so many things. And it was the first time he heard her say she feels like he's not putting the effort into the marriage. And Jasmina appreciates that they were able to talk in a different way. So they weren't yelling at each other. (laughs) They were Mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. They got to hear each other out. So Michael says that the journaling and writing things down could be beneficial for them because when they're talking, they're always interrupting each other. And Jasmina cuts him off. This (laughs) This made me irate. This made me irate. She cuts him off Mm -hmm. and tells him that happened twice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And a third time, if you count now. That that happened twice. Don't keep bringing it up. Yeah. And Michael says, the point is it happened more than once. Cause he was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into an argument with this woman. Mm-hmm. So Michael thinks that by writing things down, they can get their points across without interruption. Yeah. Good luck. Jasmina wants no part of that. She says mm-hmm. she's comfortable being vocal and communicating verbally, but she says, but you can come with me with your thoughts in your little journal. And I'm open to listening to your journal. Like it was so, it demeaning. was so condescending. It was yeah. so bad. It was so bad. And I was like, I'm liking her less and less as each episode airs. That's yeah, what me I wrote. too. Me too. I was like, oh man, you were like so beautiful and like a Barbie. And I'm like, ugh. Remember I told Wait. you like in the beginning, there was a post on Reddit or something where somebody said they knew her and that she was just really a mean person. Like she was hypercritical, kind of princessy. Like somebody I could had see said that. that. Yeah. I can and totally I think see that's that. kind of coming tr- true. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael is annoyed by this, as I would be too. I would says, be too. It's their issue, so they should both be journaling. But she says she's not making it a thing. She's not journaling. And she feels she doesn't need to journal. And Michael says he doesn't need to journal either. But then she cuts him off because he was just trying to think, well, I don't need to do it either, but I'm just trying something mm-hmm. new. And she's like, I'm not done, Michael. She just wants to ask, Why? Well, she needs to journal. She is just rolling her eyes this whole time and even walks out at one point. Like she goes into the yeah. hallway. Like she just- She's like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Do you think that was necessary for her to get up and leave? I thought it was unnecessary. Unnecessary. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
it was like a bit of an overreaction. Like a producer had to go and get her and talk her into coming back to the apartment. And she's telling producers that it's not clicking what she's saying and that it's just his way or no way. And she's clearly dissatisfied. And the producer makes her return. It's like, okay, just go back. I Finish am, your adult conversation. Like, is this a love is, is blind edit? Because I am not seeing this in his character. I'm happening. not seeing him as aggressive and like... Is he not a wide open book? Of course he's not. Like, look mm-hmm. what he's been through in his life. And maybe he's defensive. We've seen him be defensive at times. Yeah. But she probably brings that out in him. Because probably. she she's, you know, kind of no nonsense, not taking any shit. So I don't know. So Jasmina keeps saying that she doesn't want to journal. He admits he doesn't give a fuck about journaling. He just wants to try something new, fix their problems. So basically, they ended up tossing the journal idea. They were like, whatever, we want journal, I guess. And Michael tells producers, it's becoming a me versus you thing. And that they need to learn to resolve small conflicts because they won't be able to resolve bigger issues if they can't get past the small stuff, which I agree. I agree 100%. And so the next time we see them later on in the episode, Jasmine and Michael are going to a yoga class, a tantric yoga class. So this is the sexy yoga. <laughs> this is the hot yoga. The hot yoga, not yes. just the one with the actual heated yoga, but this is the one where you're touching and- Right, not the things. gross one where you sweat. Yeah, I've, been, where... I've done that one. It's, it's awful. I got the, is... bit, the worst cold after that. Because it was so hot, hot yoga... and then he showered. There's a hot yoga where you sweat and there's mm-hmm. a tantric yoga where you get a boner. Basically, yeah. (laughs) So Jasmina tells producers yoga is a different level of intimacy and that they're putting their hands on each other. Then she says she can definitely see herself being intimate with Michael, which blew my mind because I'm like, where is this coming from? I know, I know, I know. I'm like, what are we not seeing? Editors, we see a lot of trash that we don't need to see. I feel like as as long as he doesn't speak, she's okay with him. Yeah, yeah. I think like, so. As long yeah. as he's flexing his biceps and yep. just quiet, yep. she's fine. Mm-hmm. So they do the whole yoga and they get all, you know, Dan and Dirty, just with the yoga. They don't actually do anything. They're putting their hands on each other. They wear blindfolds and ask each other questions. And if the spouse thinks they're being honest with each other, then they get rewarded with like a blueberry or strawberry or something. Fruits that I'm definitely allergic to. So there's that. You're and allergic to has, fruit. My dad is super a allergic lot of to them. fruit. Pineapple, yeah. kiwi, blueberry, strawberry. It's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. So he asks her if she's been vulnerable with him. And she says no, because there's a lack of communication. At least she was honest. And she yeah. says that she doesn't feel like he really cares about the marriage. Mm. And I was like, okay. And did you notice one thing? I didn't know that she kept holding her blindfold. Like she didn't let it rest in her face. She was like, she has so much trust issues that she yeah. couldn't let go yep. of the blindfold. Yep, I saw that. She seemed tense. Mm-hmm. The body language is very telling. And mm-hmm. she asked him, what's hard for him to say? And he says that he wishes he trusted her more. So he's opening up and she's rolling her eyes. So this is yeah. now his turn. He's blindfolded. So he cannot see her rolling her eyes. She is rolling her eyes the whole time. The whole time. But again, that is so telling where she's at because she hates this man. <laughs> mm-hmm. She hates him. She hates him. And I don't, we're still in yoga, right? Because I have a thought later when they're in bed. So go ahead. Yeah, this is after they, they leave yoga, but they're like in the apartment. They're not in bed yet. Okay. 
So she says she's not surprised he feels that way. But again, she starts shifting a little bit of blame, but also says she needs to open up more, have more dialogue. And he thinks that's a step in the right direction because she took a little accountability, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. But I feel like, you know, it's gone downhill when you as the viewer get a like a pit in your stomach because you're nervous he's going to say something. She's going to yell at him. Exactly. I'm like, God, okay, then- yeah, this is not good because even I'm tense yeah. for him. I'm like, don't say anything, Michael. Don't fuck this up. Don't say anything. <laughs> She's smiling. Keep her happy. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> so the next question is, do you, do you regret getting married at first sight? Because we have to mention the show title, of course. Of course. <laughs> Michael says, no, they've had a rough patch, but they can ma- if they can make it through this home, they can make it through anything, blah, blah, blah. And she agrees they've had bumps, but also good moments. And I'm like, which good moments? Yeah. Where was that? Yeah. And he tells producers he cares for her and hopes to build that trust or bond. But she shoves the whipped cream down his throat basically <laughs> and he's like drowning he's like, ah, ah. yeah yeah <laughs> so that was the whole thing so they then later have, on they do seem to have playful moments sometimes very very little though very few very, very far few. few between yes but few then it's between. like we see like those little tiny moments and then we just see them arguing the whole time so it's like yes. oh god what's yep. going on yep 100 percent Okay, so later on in the episode, this is towards the end, they're back at the apartment and Jasmina's in bed. So he's like, Michael This is, like, this is where grooming. I was like, He was grooming his, you know, his beard and everything. Mm-hmm. And he tells producers he's feeling hopeful and he brings the blindfolds to bed and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, no, I'm going to wear these for real, for real. And she's like, you should put them over your mouth so you won't snore. And, you know, they're laughing. Yeah. And, and she tells him the yoga was good for them and brought them closer. And he said that it's the first time since the wedding day that they looked at each other in the eyes for a long time. Yeah. And she tells producers she hasn't felt a spark since the wedding day, but the exercises disturbed some feelings and they agreed to keep building on communication and joke around for a bit. And she wants props for cutting you know, him some slack or whatever. And he's okay. Like, no. Okay. He, she keeps trying to get a high five and he's like, no, I'll fist bump you. And then she like tricks him into getting a high five. And it was Here, really here's corny. your medal for not berating me today. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, here, I want props for not cutting you off. Basically. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you did this one time. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. So that's them. Yeah. I don't, I don't have high hopes for them. They're not going to make either. it. You're right. Like they need to tap out. Yeah. Just call it just doa done. Mm-hmm. done all right so let's move on to america's sweethearts <laughs> steve and noy so dr viviana comes over and chats with them there's not a lot with them because they're doing really well you can tell they're doing well yeah she's impressed with the progress that steve and noy have made because they're banging mm-hmm. so they're talking and they rehash Noodlegate, and noy says she avoids she she runs away from him because she avoids fighting with him because she doesn't want to say something to him that she'll regret. And then I thought this was really, she, I thought she articulated this really well. She said she needs time to learn to verbalize her pain without being destructive. And I was like, girl, that is Amy in her twenties. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. Yep. And she's, he says, well, something has to change here because it's not sustainable the way that it is. He said, 
all right, all right, all right. If something hurts you, <laughs> you let me talk, you talk to me about it. So now they talk about work and there is a real sketchy edit guys at 23 minutes into this episode. If you're watching it on Amazon Prime, okay. Real sketchy edit because they don't show her speaking. We just have like her voiceover. And she says, um, he doesn't want to work cut like hard cut. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's something else. So I think she said like, he doesn't want to work a traditional nine to five job. Yeah. They're making it seem like she's like, he doesn't want to work. Yeah. And that's not the impression we're getting at all. So Steve makes the argument that everything he does in the house, you know, that will all be gone if he goes back to work traditional hours. And like I said last week, he developed a couple apps. Like, I think he's doing okay. I think so too. Mm -hmm. That's why he's not in a hurry. He's not scared. No. So he can't, he just can't do it again. And he says, she doesn't help him with those things. So Dr. Viv says, is this, she says to Noi, is this something you can ever envision? Like if you were financially stable, could you envision him being a stay-at-home husband or eventually dad? And she says, that is something I don't want in my marriage. Yeah. Girl, She's more about traditional roles. Yeah. She needs to be a Delajoa. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine Steve and Katina together? That would be wild. Okay. Now they get, I wrote, they get a visit from the basket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The basket. The basket shows up. They have to do a body shot and Noi pretends she doesn't know what one is. Kudos to you, Noi. <laughs> She's like all innocent, like turning 10 shades of red, like, what's a body shot? And Steve's like, oh, little lady, let me show you. You know, he like whips up his shirt and he's already into it. I mean, to be fair, I've never done a body shot, even uh, in my drunkest of days. Me either, but I know what one is. I know what one is. I yeah. mean, I saw what was that? Coyote Ugly. Coyote I Ugly. I love that movie. Okay. So they talk about their fantasies. Steve's fantasy is to shower together and wash each other clean. <laughs> wow, a therapist needs to unpack that. <laughs> Noi says she wants to watch porn together or have sex in public. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that was like, where did this come from? He went from like little Miss Daisy who doesn't know what a body shot is. Body shot. Let's bang on the public square. Okay. All right. But that's it. That's all of them. So then we have some group scenes, guys. So I'll go into the girls scene real quick. So all the girls are going to do aerial yoga at noise request. Have you ever done that? I've never done that. Do I look like I've done aerial yoga? <laughs> It'd be like a meatball rolling around in a sling. No, not going to happen. I won't even do hot yoga and regular yoga. So I, I have done regular yoga. We have mm-hmm. a yoga studio up here with like a little old lady who does yoga for all body oh. types. And I've done that with her and I've really enjoyed it. So hopefully post pandemic, I can get there again. Yeah. So Lindsay tells the camera now that Alyssa is gone, the girls are getting along just fine. Like now that they've shed that fast, uh, <laughs> her and Katina are okay. She's like, I don't want to jinx anything with Katina. I don't want to say anything. Things are okay right now. Not going to rock the boat. Then they start chatting about whether or not they miss dating. And Noy says she might miss it a little bit, but she misses the mystery more. And she's like, I wonder sometimes if Steve and I are just too comfortable with each other, AKA he's taking a poop with her in the room. 
don't you think? Not in the room, in the bathroom, maybe not in just in the random room. <laughs> He's like the poopoo boy. Room. He would be the poopoo boy. Poopoo boy. Poopoo boy. Friends forever. Um. So Jasmina says she misses the chase. Um. How can you miss the chase when you guys are chasing each other all over the place, like verbally, emotionally? <laughs> She's not into him at all. Then she says the problems with Michael started because of his mouth. I was like, <laughs> eh. Yeah, the, the fact that he has one it yeah. bothers her. Yeah. Katina says, guys never think. Hmm. Hero of the episode, Katina. <laughs> Katina says she misses nothing about dating. She's enjoying everything about being married. I did want to say real quick, when she had the movie night with Elajuan, one of the things he kept saying was, this is my idea of going out. Yeah, because she likes to go to clubs and he likes to stay in. Which is not Isaac. Mm-mm. No. Okay. It's weird. So um, she's enjoying everything about Mary being married. She really likes it. Lindsay says she's had a lot of fun, but she misses being wooed. And she's been wooed by some like millionaires. Like I was getting a pretty woman Richard Gere vibe here. Yeah. Like I have been wooed by, and then she tells the camera. And they like, were older. Yeah. She's telling the camera, like, I've been approached by some big fish. And I'm like, didn't she say she only dated shitty engineers a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago? I, I don't know what's happening. Here. But now she has a shock. So she did. I guess. So then she said, Hey, at least we're having sex again. And he's got my orgasm. I got my orgasm back. And Katina's just like, I want to punch you in the face. Like it's everything in me just to to tolerate you. Right. Yeah. No one wants to hear that. Then come the ratings. How do you rate your marriage? Mm -hmm. Mina says she does not feel comfortable. She does say that she needs an incredible second half to say yes on decision day. I don't have anything else the lady said about the ratings. (laughs) Did they all rate their wedding, their marriage? Kinda. I mean, not really. It was mostly kind of just shocked that Jasmina has yeah, no rating. Yeah. Guys, I uh, my notes end there. I don't know if anyone else said anything else. So yeah. I apologize. We missed yeah, the ratings, was, apparently. It was mostly about like, what would it take for you to say yes? And she yes. was like, well, things have to be like yes. perfect. Wow, that's so weird. Okay, let's go to you. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have a thorough. You'll have a thorough <laughs> analysis where I just have some, I don't know, <laughs> drop off here. So the guys are playing hockey. The ladies are doing yoga, you mm-hmm. know, like fancy trapeze yoga. <laughs> the guys are playing hockey like men. Mm-hmm. And Elle reveals he's a size 13 in shoes. <sighs> yeah, I just winked at Amy. <laughs> <laughs> So Steve tells the guys he told his wife he loved her and she was receptive and said it back. So we watched them play hockey and it's just like this ongoing montage of them just like falling over. And, (laughs) you know, Michael had never skated before, which is so dangerous for you to go ice skating if you've never skated any form of skates before. I know somebody who like broke their ankle doing this. You could slip and like really hurt your head. You yes. could slip and like someone could roll over your hand and cut a finger off. Like blades are sharp. Like this is really scary. Someone who skated and has hurt herself many, many times. This this has know. been this has Michelle been Kwan, but yeah. this has been Leslie Safety Corner. Le- Leslie Safety Corner on you know <laughs> skating, being a figure skater, which I wanted to be a figure skater as a kid. Aww, but by the time so I realized that I wanted to do that, I was nine and I was too old. You start like wow. at four. 
Okay. Yeah, you start at four. It's crazy. Okay. So we watched them play hockey. Michael's falling over. The guys fall over at some point. Once the game ends, the guys are hanging out. And Steve asks, what have... What has everyone experienced been the highs and lows since getting married? And Mark says it's touch and go each week. Mark's and like, have like, you seen my life? Yeah. She was in a bowling alley screaming that I had small balls. She I would say that's small a balls and I don't make her come, basically. <laughs> and that he's, he admits she's done a lot for him. She's very careful. You know, she cares for him. She cleans and takes care of the cats. And I'm thinking like, well, I was someone probably perked up because, oh, she cleans. I know, I know. She makes dinner. <laughs> you want to trade? Yeah. So O um, says that prior to this, he was dead. Like last week he was dead. <laughs> According to him, his energy was for four out of 10. Got a little bit rating okay. system. Okay. But this week he's been an eight out of 10. And I'm like, okay. yeah, because she did the whole movie and I think, okay, whatever. So Michael asks, so there has been a time where you've been like a one or a zero. So he asked that to like, like, everyone. like ask him for a friend. Yeah, ask him for a friend. Like a Anyone been a zero? <laughs> and oh says, if I'm at a one or a zero, I'm giving up. Yeah. So Michael said he's had hard times where he's been at a two or a one. And he says that they've had so many issues that if it continues how they are going, like how, how are they going to get through this? Basically you're not, <laughs> that's right, my prediction. Right. right. But then, which was weird. This is why I don't know what we're missing. There's some weird trickery going on with the editing or something. Cause then he gives his overall marriage a seven because they had great conversations. What great conversations? Yeah, what great conversations? She, are we she... missing footage? Dude, she journal shamed you, which as yes. a writer, I'm offended by that. It's like, yeah, you could take your little feelings and shove them in this journal and fuck yeah, off, no. basically. Mm-mm. And I'm like, what great conversations? The only deep conversation they had was when they're talking about his dead relatives. Other than that, there's no <laughs> right. deep conversation. Right. So that's basically it. The guys are kind of like feeling it out. So basically, Michael and Jasmina, as we all know, are not doing well. They're, they're and the last one is a little happier because Katina is quote unquote be more vulnerable. He made her cry a bunch of times and she made him popcorn and candy and <laughs> gave him candy. All right. Um, so here's what I have for next time on. They did like mm-hmm. the still to come this season. Yeah. Which is a long thing. Like, ooh. yeah, I just wrote down a few high points. Oh, is professing his love for Katina. Steve and Noy continue to be nauseating. Mark and Lindsay are in the woods holding hands in some weird uh, ceremony. O grabs Katina's phone and then she's crying in the hallway. Lindsay and Mark fight. Michael and Jasmina fight. Noy and Steve fight. Lindsay is an asshole at dinner. That's what I have. Everyone's <laughs> fighting, guys. The gloves come off. Everyone's fighting. All right. So who's your winner? Who's your loser for this episode? You know, is it fair to say that Dr. Viviana is our winner? Dr. Viviana, she has been exposed to some trauma tonight. Her yeah. jaw was agape several times. Yeah. <laughs> he had to sit there and listen to Jasmina talk about her vagina. Lindsay yeah. talk about her vagina. I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. She's our winner. I agree. She's our winner. <laughs> Who's your loser for the evening? For the episode? Well, I feel like Lindsay, like she should just go and, you know, bag one of those big fish that she had back in the day. She'll okay. be happier with her orgasms. True. Or go I fuck feel, her vibrator. I don't know. I feel like it's Michael. Oh, I feel really bad for him. He's really on the struggle bus there. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. 
All right, girl. So this is it. We are releasing this early. I hope everyone's happy. Yeah, um, we're actually I'm going to 90s con, you guys, tomorrow. Who are you going to see there? I am seeing, guys, AJ McLean, Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys. I am seeing Chili and T-Boss of TLC. I am seeing the cast of Party of Five. I am seeing Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson from Back to the Future and the DeLorean will be there. You're Thank seeing you. the cast of Party of Five? I'm so excited. Yep. The kids, yeah, and not Matthew Fox, but you know, okay. Scott Wolf and okay. Lacey Chabert, which is like Lacey Chabert was a mean girl. Hello, Nev, Nev Campbell. Campbell be there? Yes, okay. Nev Campbell's okay. gonna be there. Okay, all right. Sabrina, okay. the cast of Sabrina is gonna do trivia against the cast of Boy Meets World. We are so I'm in Pennsylvania. Are you getting the snowstorm? I don't know. It's in Connecticut. We're going to Hartford. So okay, because we are gonna get guys right now as I'm speaking, sunny 55 degrees. Tomorrow, eight to 10 inches of snow. Yeah, we're leaving like at five in the morning. Yeah, like just to lot. get there, just okay. in case. You have fun. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at Sinister Girls. I will be posting and like in my stories or something. I'll post some pictures of the Backstreet Boys because I fucking love them. Like you don't understand. Will like, Nick Lachey I... be there? Will Nick Lachey be there? No, 98 Degrees will not be there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just the two Backstreet Boys. Like okay. I'm getting closer and closer to the, I mean- these are guys that I skip high school for constantly to go to TRL. Like, okay. if you look at old MCV footage, there's me in the crowd screaming and crying for the Backstreet Boys. Like, and meanwhile, I had a poster of Motley Crue on my wall where Tommy Lee was literally sewn into his leather pants. Oh and my you could god! See his scrotum sticking out. That's what I was looking at. In wow. The 90s. Yeah. No, I had I was wholesome. I had you know JTT Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I had you know Luke Perry. Well, Perry, R.I.P. On my yes. wall. I had Brandon Walsh, you know, Jason Creasy on my no, wall as well. No. And all the Backstreet mm. Boys. Mm-mm. No Brandon Walsh. And then, oh, oh, so let me tell you this little tiny bit. When I got into Usher, when Usher came out with You Make Me Wanna, and I got a Vibe magazine, and I got an Usher poster, my mom was not thrilled. Because she was okay with all these white boys, because they were not threatening. But Usher <laughs> and those abs, a black man looking sexy as hell, she was like, oh, hell no, take that off your wall. Now, how would your mom feel if you brought Usher home today? Girl, do you not know about Usher? You got like STDs, allegedly. Oh, no, no, I don't know anything <laughs> about it. Do I look like I know anything about Usher? No. Yeah, no, no, you don't want that. He has like a ton of kids and drama. Oh, I don't want that. Okay, all right. Remember, he cheated on Chili. No, Usher, okay, no. all right, he's dead Bad. to us, apparently. Although Bad it boy. seems like he's been dead to me for quite a while. <laughs> But yeah, my mom was not too happy about that poster because he was like lifting off his shirt and you kind of see the body. All right. Well, you keep us posted on Sinister Girl stories on Instagram. I will. And I'll let you all know. Um, and I'll post any juicy gossip and I'll try to record a little something okay. from the con. I'll try Sounds to get good. someone. Sounds good. <laughs> I will be over at Gen X. This is why we just covered Greece. And I uh, love that movie. It's so problematic. Okay. But I, love it. I loved the goddamn movie. I but I, movie. This is the way I described it to my dad. I'm like, oh my God, we watched Greece where basically everyone calls John Travolta a pussy because he wouldn't rape Olivia Newton John. Like that's pretty much what Greece is. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. Tell wow. me more. Wow. <laughs> but it did, it did press all the nostalgic buttons inside of me. I did love I it. I love that movie so much. The music is great. It's yep. so problematic. So problematic. Yeah. But you Awful. can. 
This is something we talk about in the episode. You can still appreciate things, but acknowledge they're problematic. They're problematic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, girls. So thanks for listening, everyone. Please drop us a five-star review. They help listeners follow us. Let us know if we have fixed the sound. I think we have. I think we might have. Yeah. It sounds good. It only took us two years. (laughs) Finally, guys, I just had to do things Leslie's way. She's like, I'm a fucking radio person. Let's just do things my way. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. now it sounds so good. She, She does mean it to me. I hope it does sound good. I hope I'm not jinxing it. (laughs) I'm over here crying and trying to journal and she's being all mean. Okay. All right. So (laughs) I'm like, "Ah." I didn't talk to Viviana. I'm like, (gasps) all right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you soon. Bye.